It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Ross Christ. What's happening, Southeastern Ohio? This is the Sports Fan. Presented by JNK Contracting. Welcome to Monday. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I had a brilliant one up in Putin Bay celebrating a Bobcat bachelor party. Big props to Adam Hines for hosting that one. That was a fantastic time. If you haven't been up there, make sure you check it out. But let's get to the sports because we got a lot to talk to talk about today. The Reds won big yesterday. They're going to start a series tomorrow against the Chicago Cubbies. If they sweep the series, they will get out of the bottom cellar of the NL Central. So it's a big series for them. So we'll break down that. We have a new Stanley Cup champion. Congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche on winning their third Stanley Cup, making easy work last night of the two-time defending cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. We also have a new college baseball champion, Hottie Toddy. Old Miss makes easy work of Oklahoma, beating them 4-2 to two to win the College World Series out in Omaha. And now we're to the point in America where there's only one professional sport. Of course, we have other sports going on. We have the golf. We have the tennis. Wimbledon's in full swing. But out of the big four, we have one. That's going to carry us through the summer. So it's baseball. So we're going to get creative here on the show. And I wanted to do a fun little segment called Five Sports Stars You Didn't Know About That You Should Know About. So we're going to lead off with that. Before we get to that, though, we'll do our sports fan trivia question of the evening. If you think you have the brains, feel free to dial in. The phone lines are open, 740-592-6646. Seven four zero five nine two six six four six. Here is tonight's question. With 354 wins, this man is Ohio University's men's basketball all-time winning coach. With, five, with 354 wins, this man is Ohio University men's basketball all-time winning coach. If you think you have that answer, dial on in. 740-592-6646. Phone lines are open. I had to leave last week. I had some things pop up in the personal life, and a man came into the host seat, and he did a bang-up job, Mr. Carl Blaylock. Carl, how was it without me? More fun? It wasn't too bad. A little bit less structured than normal, but, you know, that happens. You're, you are the king of structure. I kind of sit in here and blabber, and whatever, <laughs> whatever comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth. And uh, it was a pretty good show. I will say, and we'll probably get to this later on, the Surefire Hot Picks hey, cooled off tremendously between me and uh, the guy I drafted in. Ethan Sargent uh, came in and helped on Friday night, so I wasn't just sitting here talking to myself for an hour. But, uh, it, uh, yeah, it was not good for any Athens County betters who are who listen to, well, first your first problem would be listening to me. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, yeah, it was a bit rough. But aside from that, show was great. Well, I mean, hopefully we'll get back on track with the Surefire Hot Picks because we are going to be picking some tonight. So if you're listening at home, get your betting apps ready. By the end of the show, Carl and I will give you some of our picks to lead off the week and get us rolling in the right direction. But, Carl, I want to do something fun that we really haven't done here yet. Um, I want to do a little segment of sports stars that are brilliant that you should know about that you probably don't know about. And I think this would just be kind of a fun way to pick each other's brains as well and kind of enlighten the listening audience of people that we think are great out there. And as you know, Carl, I've spent the last better part of a decade living abroad, uh, really immersing myself in the sports scene outside of America, living in the Middle East in Dubai. And because of that, I... 
I kind of fell in love with some different personalities out there and different sports that really aren't traditional American sports. And I'll lead us off with my number one. And it's an Aussie name by the name of Shane Warne, uh, who passed away this year, actually. Rest in peace. He passed away back in March, uh, back in Thailand. But this guy really reinvented the sport of cricket. He is what you call a bowler, which to, in baseball terms kind of would be a pitcher. And he invented spin bowling. So before him, bowlers were just kind of going fast at the batter. And he kind of came in and he basically threw in a curveball. And he was the first curveball pitcher to do it, and he was the best to do it. And he represented his country so well, Australia, um, in international cricket. I think his very first game with him was back in 92, and he retired from international cricket in 2007. But uh, an amazing right-handed bowler. And his domestic team was the Rajasthan Royals in the IPL, which is basically kind of the biggest form of cricket that you can play for that's not your country. It's called domestic cricket, the Indian Premier League. Um, but 145 test matches, 194 ODIs. So this guy, I mean, for the better part of 20 years, was considered the best spin bowler of all time uh, and cemented his legacy for the Aussies down under. And one of the greatest parts about this guy, Carl, is off-the-field antics. While he went hard on the field, he went equally as hard off the field. Like wilt-like numbers? Was he putting up wilt-like numbers? He, he, <laughs> he, loved, he loved his drinking. He loved his women. He loved... Uh, being the life of the party. He loved an interview, a post-match interview, and he loved the banter of cricket. So, yeah, he, he was my number one right now, um, and the, mine aren't in any particular order. I'm going to try to get through five of them, but I'm going to throw it over to you now, Carl, to enlighten me for the first person of your five. You know what? Maybe I am a bit more organized. I have mine on an actual top five list. Not not necessarily, eh, kind of in an order. First one, uh, some, for some people who follow NASCAR, uh, some listeners, you know, this might be somebody who, you know, you've heard of before. I, I've got him on this list just because of how incredible he is, just the length of his career, A, and B, how many things he's done during his career, and that's Juan Pablo Montoya. Mon, Juan Pablo Montoya. There heard we. of him, but tell yes. me about him. All right, so he started his career, and I'll... He started his career in the late 90s. Uh, he, he, he's from Colombia, and he's, he's done everything. He's done IndyCar, kart. He's done F1. He's done NASCAR. He came back to IndyCar. Uh, he does IMSA now. He still he races everything. I mean, he's won. What hasn't there? What hasn't he won? He has... It's it's been incredible. He he won the international F three thousand championship, which is a big uh, it's a big stepping stone. He won that in nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine. He won the kart championship, and there's no slouches. There were no slouches in that era of kart. That's what some people would consider the glory days of kart, where you had these incredible drivers, all these incredible teams. You had Alex Zanardi. I think he was still there. Actually, no, I might have been when he was in F1. But nonetheless, you had all these very good drivers. And he came in first year, blows them all out of the water, wins the championship. Uh, he's won an IMSA sports car championship in 2019 with Penske. He's won two Indy 500s. He won a Monaco Grand Prix. He's won three Rolex 24s of Daytona. He, he, he's won pretty much every single thing. And, and the, 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 fact, the thing that's most impressive is the fact he's still racing. Uh, I was watching. They had the uh, Six Hours of the Glen for IMSA. It started at like 10 in the morning. You know, what else is on at 10 in the morning? I flipped it on. He's racing with his son in that. They, 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 were, both in a, they were both in a prototype car. I can't tell you which one off the top of my head. But... They ra he races with his son Sebastian, who looks just as good as what he was, and so it's it's going to be a family thing. But Montoya, not quite dominating, but he's been incredible, and it's the fact that he's been incredible in so many different things that I think is the most impressive. And he's still going. 
I mean, he's still, he, he, I'm trying to remember how he did at the Indy 500. I think he did okay. I think he was top 20, maybe top 15 this year at the Indy 500, but he's still racing there. He had a great race um, in the Grand Prix of Indy. He, he uh, they had like a tune-up, you know, they have the race around the road course now in the middle of May, and he got top five in that race. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, he, he is an incredible racing driver. Uh, I mean, he never was able to beat Schumacher in F1 for a title, which, I mean, that makes sense because, my goodness, I mean, it's Michael Schumacher in the early 2000s. I mean, he was unbeatable. Ferrari itself was unbeatable. But nonetheless, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, he's incredible. He's been an incredible race car driver. Well, not quite dominant. He's somebody who's just such a talent that's gone all over the world, all different types of disciplines. He is probably the best pure racer of our generation, as he's shown, you know, taking three and four, three or four different types of, completely different types of automobile racing and succeeding in them. A true gearhead at that, Juan Pablo Montoya. I, I've heard the name, and I'm glad you... Uh, well, yeah. enlightened me. I've definitely heard him, but I don't know everything he did, and yeah. I'm not even close to the, the circuits as you are. Yeah. But everyone, just... everyone knows the name because of one incident. What's that? The 2010 Daytona 500 jet dryer incident. Okay. The one where uh, well, he, he had some sort of mechanical problem, and they were fixing it in the pits. He drove around. They got it fixed. He, he was trying to catch back up with the... Uh, trying to catch back up the field. Something in the car broke. He spun out of control, hit a jet dryer, which then blew up mm. uh, and caused a delay for, I think, about two or three hours. That's what he's remembered for in his career, especially well, in NASCAR, and that's sad. I love, I love a sports story where someone's still doing their discipline at a late age. That's why I love this whole entire Tom Brady thing. I love Franco when he was with the Braves. I just like people that still keep it going, so... If he's still out there racing with his kids, hats off to him. All right, to get to number two here, I'm going to go a little bit quicker because I want to get through all five of these before our first break. I'm going to go with Richie McCaw. Richie McCaw, uh, he's a rugby player, rugby union. Uh, he plays down for New Zealand. He did play for New Zealand. I should say he's retired now, but he played flanker. He was the number eight. If you follow rugby at all, uh, your position is tied to your number, uh, much like American football, but it's a little bit more strict in the world of rugby union but this guy did it all uh in his domestic career and in his international career i believe he had two rugby world cups while playing with the all blacks of new zealand and he retired after the 2015 world cup where he won it um for his last time but gearing up for his country certainly one of the best to ever do it he made 148 appearances for the all blacks if you think about new zealand just to our listeners just to enlighten you new zealand is roughly the size and population of Kentucky, and they dominate sports like no other in certain sports. They dominate rugby union. They dominate rugby league, which is a different variation of rugby. They also used to dominate and still are in always the top five of rugby sevens. They're very, very competitive in women's softball. They're very competitive um, in cricket as well so it's crazy that a nation of four million people are just winning all these world cups and world championships and uh, we've seen what steven adams has done in the nba but they just produce athletes down there i think some of it's that intimidation factor i know at least for rugby i've watched I've, there's been a few times where i've caught uh new zealand rugby matches on tv and they do they have this tradition to where they stand on the pitch before before the right before the match and they do this like yelling screaming dance the yelling screaming dance is called I, the haka that's what it is i couldn't i i remember seeing it like six seven years ago but i remember it stuck with me because like whoa and yeah. then they come out and they they i mean they kill you yeah i mean they, they i think the game that they won it was a rugby match against the U.S. I think they won it like 73 to 6 or something oh, like they, that. Oh, they just run up some crazy scores. And for a while there, 
Um, from like 2011 to 2015, it was basically New Zealand. They were on a win streak that was incredible in sport. It was over like 100 games, so um, 100 matches, I should say. So there we go, Richie McCaw. I'm going to throw it over to you. Uh, uh, number two? Yeah, we're going to go uh, Kevin Martin. Uh, despite this guy looking like Vizzini from The Princess Bride, you know, the guy, the, the Battle of Wits guy, if you've never watched The Princess Bride. He, he's a very successful curler, won the gold medal in the 2010 Vancouver Olympics, won 15 Grand Slam curling title events. Um, I, you know, it, he's won a lot of Briars, which I think is an all-Canadian um, curling event. I need to watch more curling. I need to figure out how to get Canadian TV subscriptions mm. and stuff to where I could watch all the curling to my heart's desire because I am a big curling nut. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't even know there were that many events. So I'm going to start watching way more curling and not just every four years with the, you know, Olympics. But how about you? Well, who's, your, who's your third guy? My number three, we're going to go to the sports of distance running. I have a special spot in my heart for distance running. Uh, I got my first job out of Ohio University working for the Air Force Marathon. Then I put on marathons and triathlons across the United States. So I know a little bit about the sports, and I like to follow some of the greats in it. And Eliab Kachobi is one of the greats. In fact, he is the greatest. He is the world record holder for the men's marathon. And, boy, his resume speaks for itself. Let's just see every marathon that he's won. 2013 Hamburg, 2014 Rotterdam, the 2014 Chicago London, 2015. Berlin, uh, 2015. 2016, London. Came in first in the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio. Uh, won Berlin again. Won London again. Won Berlin again. Won London again. Uh, it's just amazing what this guy's done. 2020 Summer Olympics. Came in first. Well, won 2021 a Tokyo Marathon. He's done a marathon in closed doors uh, with pacers in under two hours. That is not counted by the governing association with distance events, but he still holds the world record for the fastest marathon ever in Berlin in 2018. He ran a marathon in two hours and one minute. Eliud Kachobi of Kenya, one of the greatest distance runners ever to get it done. Uh, for me, number three, and we're going to stay on um, long distances. We're, this one in the car, which is much, much, much easier for me, I think, to uh, do. I, I would much rather. I'm not much of a runner. I'm, I'm not sure if any of you guys have seen me. I don't run. I played lineman in high school. Yeah. I, I, can, I, can, I can exert a lot of physical force for five seconds, and then, nope, we're done. <laughs> but uh, for me, number three is Lewis Hamilton, who is just incredible, an incredible race car driver. He's won seven world championships, got over 100 poles, almost 100 wins. He's absolutely, up until last year's season, he dominated F1, like yeah. with the exception oh. of one year. He had one year in 2016 where there was a pretty good title fight between him and uh, uh, Nico Rosberg. Since Rosberg retired, it, it, it nothing. It hasn't been close. I remember uh, back in 2016, the Spanish Grand Prix, first lap, the two Mercedes took each other out. That was the most interesting race they had that entire season because Unless somebody, unless you had somebody who, you know, unless you, nobody, nobody was beating the Mercedes. Nobody. Once in a while, on no one. It wasn't even coming track. close. They were always coming one-two. Yeah, it was always one-two, and maybe once in a while you'd have Sebastian Vettel in a Ferrari, you know, maybe get second or on the technical tracks, maybe get a win. But it, it, it you know, you didn't, you didn't see anybody else win, and that's what was so incredible when they just kind of, you know, they just kind of steamroll them. Very, very good. I love Lewis Hamilton. I love what he brings to the sport. Love watching him out there, and he'll continue to win. He's going to be around for a very, very long time, as long as he wants to be in the F1. All right, my number four, or I guess my number two, depends on how you look at it, is a guy I did a fifth-grade project on that I've never forgot, um, Jim Thorpe. Now, I know this name might ring a bell, but let me just speak a little bit about his resume Amazing athlete in many different disciplines, Native American, um, first Native American to win a gold medal in the United States in the Olympics, versatile, played professional baseball, 
played professional basketball, played American football, football, college and pro, and he was very good at football. Uh, so much so, he was on the NFL, a 1920s all-decade team. Um, he made the NFL 50th anniversary all-time team. He's a two-time uh, two All-American, played for the Canton Bulldogs. Uh, he also ended up coaching a bit as well. But this guy, what sport couldn't he play? I have no idea how this hasn't been picked up by Hollywood yet because there's so many different storylines uh, going in with Jim Thorpe in his playing days. Uh, but absolutely love the guy. Did a project on him. Always in the back of my mind. Okay, let's hear it. All right. For me, I'm going to go with the greatest American goalkeeper, I think, ever. Tim Howard. I picture this back in 2014. I'm like 12, watching the World Cup for the first time. I remember watching the Belgium, U.S.-Belgium round of 16 game. He saved 15 or 16. I believe originally it was 16. They might have put it back to 15. But it, it was incredible. Yeah. He, he was, I mean, he was incredible. He, he, every, single, every single shot they put up until about the 100th minute, which is 10 minutes over the normal soccer time, I mean, he, he couldn't, you couldn't stop it. You couldn't stop it. It was incredible, uh, you know. And then obviously that's what got me in the EPL a little bit. I start, you know, I saw, wow, he's that good. Who does he play for? Oh, he plays for this team called Everton. Oh, oh, I should not have picked him. I should have not. I, I wish I would have picked another player to, you know, have my favorite EPL team from. <laughs> but I, I am an Everton fan. Yeah, I am a toffee because of Tim Howard. Oh. It did no. It was it was so he uh, Everton now not that good. Yeah, they do have a history of good goalkeeping. Like uh, the guy who replaced Tim Howard when he finally um, he left in 2016 to go back to the MLS. But Jordan Pickford is the Everton goaltender now, and he is also incredible. Very good defense in front of him. Not so much. But Represents England is incredible. Tim Howard, great, great shout there. I love Tim Howard. He uh, also did this all while playing through with Tourette's Syndrome as well, oh, which, is, which is quite remarkable. I think he had a couple years at United as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think he yes, did. Yes, he got signed in 2003. Yeah, so he played for the Red Devils, and he played for Everton, which is quite, you know, Americans making it over in the EPL is slim to none so he's one of the few that's done it and he kept us in a lot of international matches i love that one carl great work okay this one's not going to be a uh, fan favorite right now given the times but larissa latina she represented the soviet union in gymnastics and you know why this lady's famous carl any idea uh, she you should won all know. the domestic cups in Soviet. Sophie well, Sovia. She was. Well. She's a. She's a Russian gymnast. Before Michael Phelps came around, she was the Michael Phelps. Hmm. She held the most Olympic me uh, gold medals of all time, and that was broken by Mr. Phelps. Uh, but she uh, held, I think, a total of 18 different Olympic medals for 48 years. She's an absolute beast out there with the gymnastics, something I tune into every four years. I'm not going to act like I follow it in between then because I don't even know how to follow it. But during the Olympics, I am all about it. But if you look at this person's resume, if you look at her resume, gold, 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 gold. She's got more gold than Mr. T's chain. I mean, this girl has won it all. Still around today, 87 years young, born, born in Kirshen. Soviet Union. Okay, there you go. There's my final one. Carl, back to you for the last one of the evening. Then we're going to take a short break. Ayrton Senna. Ayrton, Ayrton Senna. Uh, one of the greatest race car drivers to ever live. Uh, he only raced for, I mean, he, he his life was cut short actually racing. In uh, 1994, he died at a very, uh, at the uh, Santa, or uh, San Marino 
Grand Prix at uh, Imola. And it, that, that was a kind of cursed weekend. They had somebody almost die in practice. They had somebody, or no, somebody did die in practice. Somebody got knocked unconscious and couldn't race after uh, crash and qualifying. And they had several frightening crashes during the race, including the one that took the life of Ayrton Senna. Um, and it, it, he was incredible, though. And he had, up until Michael Schumacher, he had the record for the most poles. And he was in, you know, a lot of people, when they think the Formula One rivalry, they think of the movie Rush. Well, Ayrton Senna had a better version of Rush between him and Alan Prost. They fought on track. They were teammates, and they fought on track several different times. There was actually two consecutive years where they took each other out for the title. It was incredible. He was an incredible competitor, but he gave a lot back to his home country of Brazil. Um, he, he was incredible, and he was just an incredible racer. Uh, if you have time uh, sometime, look up. Uh, the opening lap of the 1993 European Grand Prix. It was at Donington Park in the rain. It was, you know, it's in Britain. It is normal British weather, absolutely pouring. He, he went from fifth to first, and not only was he first, he was leading by a second and a half by the end of the first lap. He was a master in wet weather. There you have it. There are our five top sports stars you should know but you don't know when we come back we're going to examine the cincinnati reds before their big series with the chicago cubbies are you an enthusiastic sports fan want to have fun and get in on the action heck yes that'd be awesome have great attention to detail want to stay active definitely want to give back to the student athletes in your community obviously yes then you'd make an excellent high school sports official we need more officials in Ohio, because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. The fourth annual Noah Cox Memorial Truck and Tractor Pool will be held on Saturday, July 9th at the Athens County Fairgrounds. Noah loved truck and tractor pools, and all proceeds from this event will go to the Noah Cox Memorial Fund that helps give back to the community. The next project will help fund construction for a new rabbit barn. Gates will open at 2 p.m. and pools start at 7 p.m. Food and merchandise are available. Help continue Noah's legacy and come out to the Noah Cox Memorial Truck and Tractor Pool at the Athens County Fairgrounds, Saturday, July 9th. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. And this is the sports fan. We're with you up until 7 o'clock. Ross and Carl here in the studio. We want to hear from you. Feel free to dial in 740-592-6646. Let's go back to our trivia question of the evening, sports fan trivia question of the evening. This man has 354 wins. He is the all-time winningest men's basketball coach in Ohio University history. Who is he? 740-592-6646 if you think you know this one. Carl, did I make this one too challenging, do you think? Uh, possibly. Possibly. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Come, come enlighten me if you think you know. If you want to take a stab at it, feel free. Phone lines are open. Carl, I can't help but notice I follow your wardrobe more closely than I should, but it seems like you're representing the Reds after a big day. And it, once again today, you're wearing your Cincinnati Reds shirt. Uh, so our listeners know right now, Carl is dressed in his famous Cincinnati Reds top, and I can only presume that's because of the big victory last night. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, I saw the win, and then I'm sitting there. Actually, like I, I, I went and worked out in between my shift over at WXTQ. I actually sat there and decided all right you know what we won ross is going to bring it up i'm wearing the red shirt <laughs> well they got it done in decisive fashion and to go with your fashion beating up on san francisco out west 10 to 3 i believe they had a seven run inning out there they exploded did. for seven runs which we really haven't been able to say that this and, year and it wasn't it wasn't even like it was like home runs and stuff they manufactured it 
Yeah. They were just batting and batting and batting. Part of it, part of that could be uh, problems with the pitcher. It's former Red Anthony DeSclafani who uh, was pitching, and he pitched great last year. He was great for the Giants last year. Part of the reason why they had the best record in baseball going into the uh, going into the final, you know, going into the playoffs last year, but. The big problem uh, this year, he's just something's wrong with his command. And uh, listening to the radio broadcast on Sunday, I, I think he tweaked his ankle or something. And, like, you know, you got you to gotta have that plant foot to come down. And I guess that's not quite working for Desclafani. And even though, like, it's not, it's not 100% or something mechanical's happened with it, and that's why he was struggling. He didn't make it out of the seven-run third inning. But... Um, you know, the, the Reds the entire series looked incredible with one, absolutely one exception, a minor problem that's turned very major, <laughs> See what Mike you did Minor. There. See what you did there. Mike Minor, as my good friend Carl has informed me, the third highest paid player on the Cincinnati Reds. And I told Carl about a month ago when we were sitting here, I was watching a Mike Minor outing, and I was not impressed. He got absolutely shellacked. And I came in here and I said, trade deadline, Mike Miner? And you, you looked at me like I was crazy because of his salary. But the more and more you see this man go out there and absolutely get walloped, the more and more you say, triple-A trade deadline? Or no, you're still, on the, you're still saying he'll be a red by the end of the season. Who would want to take him is the big thing. That's the big problem. Nobody wants Mike Miner. Mike Miner is one in four, has a 7.71 ERA, <laughs> a whip of 1.6. Two, almost a, a person and a half are reaching base no. against him. Yeah, no bueno. He has pitched 25 and two-thirds innings, giving up 31 hits, 22 runs, all earned, 10 home runs, 10 walks, and 21 strikeouts. Abysmal. Yeah. Abysmal. It, absolutely abysmal. You have to be happy last night, though. Tyler Mount going into the seventh inning, getting it done, only allowing three runs last night against a San Francisco team that put up nine runs the night before. I mean, that's a, that's a decent outing for your starting pitcher. Molly, Molly really bounced back. Uh, part, part of the reason why he struggled so much his last outing was because he, he, he's had a lot, he's gone a lot deeper into games lately, which is something that's a bit surprising. Something that, I mean, I think I brought this up last week on the show, is I, one thing that I always struggled with Molly about is the fact that no matter what he, he could never get past the fifth or sixth inning of a game. He just used too many pitches, and now he, you know, is the pitch get, the pitch is going down a little bit, but he's going farther and farther into games, and he's been doing incredible. He, I mean, this this outing's kind of, you know, not bad. He kind of ran out of gas towards the end of it, which makes sense. Like, I mean, he's the last three outings before this, he'd thrown over 110 pitches in each of them. So, I mean, you, you gotta, you know, that's understandable that he kind of ran out of gas there, but I mean, he's still. He's been incredible with it, and you know, if he can be a little bit more, if he can have a little bit, a few less higher counts, I, he's going to do great in this. You know, he 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 has looked very good. He might end up being somebody who will not be a red later on this year. I mean, it it, it is. He is. I'm not entirely sure what his contract situation is, but he is somebody who the Reds can trade to a contender. And the contender can get pretty good bang for their buck, especially considering Molly's numbers. And I will double check this, but I believe I, I believe seeing this, um, I believe his numbers are better on the road than what they are at Great American Ballpark, which would make sense. Great American Ballpark, one of the bigger, um, one of the bigger, uh, yeah, he has got a 3.83 ERA on the road, and uh, he he he's done a lot better on the road than what he has at home, which, again, that makes sense. He's had a, uh, you know, Great American Ballpark is notorious, especially in the summer, for being a hitter's ballpark. It's a reason why we can't get very many, um, it's a reason why we can't get very many hitters there. I mean, at, at home, 
He's got a 5-1-3 ERA, 0-4. Away, 3.83, 3-2. That's something a contender can do with. And especially considering, uh, that's something that a contender can definitely use. Right. Well, let's listen in. Last night, the Reds got it done against the San Francisco Giants out in San Francisco thanks to a seven-run offensive explosion all in one inning. Hit well out to right center field, and nobody's there. It's going to score Zenzel. Jewelry on the move, and he's going to end up at third easily. Line drive, that'll be a base hit. So that comes on an 0-2 pitch, and it's 2-0. See, this is going to hurt. Yastrzemski's got to get to it. He does, and they're going to wave in the runner. And the throw goes to second. And it's 3-0. Slater now going back. Still going back. And he missed it. And it'll be a ground rule double, which means Solano has to go back to third. Towards the hole and a base hit. Here's Peterson's throw, and it's going to go to second, and it's six to nothing. Yastrzemski on a cue shot, and that's going to fall. And that'll knock in Elmora. There you have it. The Reds getting it done last night, going against San Francisco, winning that one ten to three. Tomorrow, they have it open a three-game series against the Chicago Cubbies, who are two and a half games in front of them. So Cincinnati can do something they haven't been able to do all season. We said this a couple weeks ago, but if they end up sweeping the Cubs, they will be out of the bottom of the Central. So it is somewhat of a meaningful series for both these teams. The Chicago Cubbies coming in after winning last night as well. So both these teams underperforming this year, going at it. Watch Joey Votto in this series. The Chicago Cubbies threw at him and hit him and plunked him, I believe, the last time they played. And Votto was quite mouthy after he got hit, sitting on first base. I bet there's no love lost between two teams that are not playing for virtually anything this year. And there might be some people getting hit in this one. We'll yeah. see. I don't think it'll be anything like what we saw uh, in Anaheim yesterday. Oh, my I mean, God. That, that, was, that, was fully, that was fully completely started by Reds players through and through. Because the three people who were really going at it to fight, Winker, Suarez, and Rysel Iglesias, all I, former Reds. I believe MLB has put out suspensions for seven or nine players from this big brawl. If you haven't seen that one, make sure you YouTube it. But looking across the MLB tonight at 7 o'clock, the A's will head to Yankee Stadium to take on the Yankees. The Pirates head to the nation's capital to take on the Nationals. At 7.07, the Red Sox head up north to the Rogers Center to take on the Blue Jays. At 7.10, it's the Twins heading to Progressive Field in Cleveland, Ohio. At 7.45, the Marlins head to St. Louis. And at 8.10, the Rangers take on the Royals at Kauffman Stadium. At 8.40, the Dodgers take on the Rockies. 9.38, the White Sox take on the Angels. Well, what's left of the Angels? Because it seems like at least a third of their team might be suspended. And then the Orioles play in the late game out west against the Mariners at T-Mobile Park. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will have a chat, one last chat, until next season of the Stanley Cup playoffs. At Ohio Health, you can see your doctor here, there, or anywhere. Whether it's in person. Hi there, how are you feeling today? Or at home. Hi there, how are you doing? At one of our 200 plus care sites across the state. All right, let's take a look. Or on your tablet, smartphone, or computer. So when did this problem start? You'll feel good knowing Ohio Health provides the finest care anywhere. Schedule care today at ohiohealth.com slash finest care. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH.
Wow. It's the White Stripes car. Did you get in here and put in, put in your playlist? No, 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 no. 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 Not, a, <laughs> not a Jack White fan? No, I, I, don't, mind, I don't mind the White Stripes. Uh, I mean, it's, that's a decent song. There's a few other songs that I kind of like better by them. They, 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 they sprinkle within my playlist a little bit, but... Uh, if if that if that was a song, if I had control of what music played out of breaks, we'd have Easy Rider probably out of half of them. <laughs> well, let's talk to a team that made it look easy. There's a nice little transition in the Stanley Cup Finals because the Abs win their third Stanley Cup, taking down the two-time Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning, doing it down south in Tampa in front of their home fans. Winning the series 4-2, to two, winning the game 2-1. to one. I watched this one, Carl, and it was a dominating performance. I know the score says this one was close, but trust me, especially in the third period, it looked like the Lightning were completely gassed. They looked old. They looked slow. McKinnon and company looked incredible. Some interesting officiating there at the end. I think they blew an icing call. I also think they blew another six man on the ice, but it really didn't matter because the Avalanche looked like the better team in this series, which was an interesting series. It was one when I first thought these two teams were coming together. I thought the Lightning were going to three-peat. I'm, I'm going to raise my hand and say I was wrong here because I just didn't think, you know, I, I go with experience most times in big games, and the Lightning certainly have it, but Nathan McKinnon, what he has done out there, out west, for Colorado, um, is is brilliant. And I think this team is here to stay. It's easy to say this right after they win a Stanley Cup, but uh, just great, great defense, great offense, okay goaltending, you know, kept them in it enough to win it. And boy, they get to hoist the Stanley Cup trophy. He gets to bring it back to Cole Harbor. I saw his post-game match interview um, where he caught up with the announcer, and he said he's hoping 87 will be there as he was there for two of his uh, celebrations in Cole Harbor, 87 being Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're both from the same hometown, just making phenomenal hockey players. So if you want to have a hockey player in the NHL, go have your baby up in Cole Harbor. But hats off to them getting it done. Carl, you think they'll be back again next year in contention? I, I think they will be. I, I do think they will be uh, back in contention. I, I think they might want to upgrade the goaltending a little bit. Kemper kind of, agree. you know, what didn't look the best at times, but the defenseman did it. And, you know, somebody who was really surprising who was actually good on from, you know, the defense is Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson, former Which, Pittsburgh Penguin. Former really Pittsburgh Penguin. He was not a good signing former, by Jim Rutherford. Former. He played all right for the Penguins. He got a bad rap. He, he did all, he, he did okay. He was also a Blue Jacket as well. Yeah, he, he was a Blue Jacket, and we traded we traded him to you guys, uh, you the Penguins. And uh, I, I, the, the people I see from Pittsburgh who I see talking about him hate him. Hey, Jack Johnson. I didn't have a mind with a, a big deal with him. I'm happy that he got to hoist the cup. I was happy to see it. It's very cool. Um, but there you have it. I want to turn our attention to one other news story here, Carl, because I just think it's quite interesting right now. The Kyrie Ir Irving saga continues. Where will he play next? He got his way out of Boston. It looks like he's going to get his way out of Brooklyn as well uh, because the Los Angeles Lakers are interested in doing a sign-and-trade to reunite him with LeBron. Is this a good move for the Lake Show? Well, let's look at how the rest of the NBA is doing it. The Lakers express interest. Nobody else expresses interest in signing and trading Ky so we hear. Kyrie. So we hear. But nonetheless, um, I think it's going to be another Russell Westbrook situation where they take a former star player who can maybe show signs of it once in a while, but kind of disappears in big moments and uh he's gonna end up not being that good <laughs> i mean you look I, I saw i actually did see this thing about comparing westbrook to kobe and people sitting there like oh like people are sitting there well no 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 like they're saying like you know we praise kobe and everything like that but westbrook's got pretty much the same shooting percentage as him well the difference is kobe in his last few years the Lakers were not going to be a contender. He was basically just writing out his days on a not-that-good team 
because he wanted to retire as a Laker. Compared to Westbrook, got his way, wanted to make sure he got to the Lakers, and then proceeded to be terrible. <laughs> I, I, Westbrook, he, he bricks so many shots. And like, oh, he has the same shooting percentage as Kobe. Kobe wasn't that good at the end of his career either. Why do you think we had to just get the rebound memes? Kyrie Irving possibly heading out west. Los Angeles Lakers might be doing a little signing trade for the Brooklyn Nets guard. Let's keep in mind, him and LeBron had some success up there in Cleveland. I'm sure LBJ is having a say in this one if he does come out west. And I have heard LeBron say he does want to play with Kyrie one more time. So why not bring him out there and they can retire as Lakers. Who knows how this one will work. I just think Kyrie Irving is toxic. I would not touch this man right now. It seems like his mind is not in basketball, which is fine. Like, if if it's, if it's you don't want to play basketball, that's completely fine. But I, I don't understand where he's kind of half in, half out uh, the last couple seasons. And it seems like he has a lot of interest outside of the game right now that have much of his attention. We're going to turn our attention to our sure hot fire picks of the evening so when we come back get your betting apps ready call up the bookies go drain the bank account because carl and i are going to give you some big winners Cherry's Fireworks, formerly Hamburg Fireworks Factory Outlet, is open and stocked with the biggest selection of your favorite fireworks at all new low prices. 500-gram cakes, aerial shells, reloadables, base fountains, you name it, we've got it. We're open 9 to 9, 7 days a week, located right off Route 33, just 4 miles south of Lancaster. You don't want to miss our blowout prices, so stop in today or check us out online at cherryfireworksfactory.com. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the sports fan, Ross and Carl, with you for the next six minutes up until 7 o'clock. No Cincinnati Reds games tonight. They have the day off. Tomorrow they start a three-game series going against the Chicago Cubbies. Each of those games will be paid, played at 8.05. You can listen to all the action here on 97.1 WATH. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Reds-Cubs, each game at 8.05 on Friday. Uh, they start at 6.40, so there'll be no sports fan going against the Atlanta Braves. Okay, let's get to our trivia question of the evening. With 354 wins, this man is Ohio University men's basketball coach, most winning coach ever. Carl, we got any? Coach Convocation. Coach Convocation. <laughs> That's a good guess. Not Coach Convocation, but Coach Jim Snyder. He coached up until 1974, from 1949 to 1974, amassing 354 wins to the native of Canton, Ohio. So cementing himself in the record books for Ohio. And he did some, did some stuff in the postseason as well. He got to Sweet 16, um, got to the Elite Eight. So he's done some stuff outside of Mac play. So Jim Snyder, we'll come back with an easier question tomorrow night. Okay. Now to our sure hot fire picks of the evening. I'll lead things off, Carl, then I'm going to throw it over to you. I'm going to go against my gut once more. You're picking, you got the pirates on the screen. Oh, I am no. Doing, I am doing it, Carl. Write it down in the books. The Pittsburgh Pirates are going to win tonight against the Washington Nationals. Washington Nationals are favored 
I don't care if they're favored. They're only 12 in 26 at home. The Pirates are going to come in and take care of the nation's capital team. Over to you, Carl. Money is that money line or is a money line? Money we'll say line? money line. There you go. Oh boy. Well, bet the opposite of that. Every single time he's bet he he's here's the thing. Every single time he's bet on something with a Pirates game, he's done it. Uh, first day we kept track, he bet the over eight eight and a half with the Pirates and the Dodgers. Yeah. Missed. I know. I know. I know. I've only actually lost on the Pirates. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Yes. That's the only team you've lost with. So. We'll see on that. I am also going against my gut because I sat there and I realized that every single time I sit there, because the times where I go, okay, opposite of that, you know, that's the times where I have the best picks. That's the times where I've been right, all, all three of them. However, today I'm going to go with the Yankees and the Athletics. I'm going to go over-unders eight and a half on this game. Um you know what? No, I'm going to go against my gut. My gut tells me that, you know, the Yankees, they've struggled hitting like the last. They got they got no hit for like 16, 17 innings over from like Friday through, I think, like fifth inning on Sunday. I mean, they, they were no hit during that entire part. They've struggled hitting. But then again, this is the Yankees. They're playing the Athletics. I'm going to go over eight and a half. I'm going to go against my gut over eight and a half on uh, Oakland against the Yankees. Book it over eight and a half. The Oakland A's taking on the Yankees. Carl thinks there's going to be some runs in this one, at least nine of them to make that bet work. And I think the Pittsburgh Pirates will get it done tonight as the underdog. So you'll get some good return on your money in this one going against the Washington Nationals. You can take the money line in that one. Trust me, trust your heart. And my heart says the Pittsburgh Piratas will get it done. We have some breaking news coming out. He must have heard us. He must be tuning in to 97.1 WATH because Kyrie Irving has come out and he's opting into his $36.5 million option with the Brooklyn Nets next season. So him and KD look like they're going to try to run it back. Hopefully they don't implode in the playoffs like they hey, did this don't year. Don't forget about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons oh. is there, too. <laughs> ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is one of the biggest mysteries in all of sport. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, but Irving only able to play, I think, about 30 games this year due to the COVID restrictions, him being unvaccinated during to new, due to New York City's laws. Hopefully next season, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, you hope uh, – None of those same issues pop up involving COVID. Anytime you have Kevin Durant on your team, you have a chance to win a title, though. That guy is freaking brilliant. I love watching him play. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if these guys can get it done together. But he, Kyrie Irving opting into his contract for the Brooklyn Nets. That's all Carl and I have for you. This has been the Sports Fan. We're back with you tomorrow before the Cubbies take on your Cincinnati Reds.